0: Going out and competing at a high level from a defensive perspective, like we said before, just cleaning up the tackling, finishing plays, really on both sides of the ball. And then from an offensive perspective, like to get that run game going a little bit and then just build on our special teams performance from last week.
1: That's Matt LaFleur, Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, the fan over the sweet sounds of Waylon Jennings here on a throwback Thursday. 105.7 FM, 1250 AM, and the radio.com app time for a Chili's Green and Gold update. It's Chili's, they're three-for-ten meal, Cheers. starter, entree, and a drink for just 10 bucks. Together we Chili's, and we chill now with Mike Clemens on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline as we get ready for Packers and Raiders. Mike, last week while you were on the phone with us, uh, we were told that Aaron Rodgers would not play. Do you have any of the breaking news right now?
0: No, we're trying to see if they're going to play a game tonight with this uh, field turf thing. Can I tell you my way on Jennings' story? I'd love for you to. You know the night that Buddy Holly died in a plane crash in Iowa? We just found out about it, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <clears throat> uh, so so Buddy Holly is tired of going through Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota in a cold, chilly bus, so he, he charters a plane. There's only room for two other guys. They flip a coin, and Waylon loses the toss. And so the Big Bopper and Richie Valens get to go. The coin toss was with Richie Valens, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those guys win. uh and they get on the plane. And so I was at, the, at a reunion of that thing in Clear Lake at that beautiful surf ballroom. When they, and I met the wives of those guys and the sons and daughters. And so the DJ that was there that night, says, Mike, we stood right here. And he says, this is where they flipped the coin. And Buddy said, well, I hope it's not too cold on the bus, boys. And kind of laughing at him. Right. Mm. And Waylon Jennings says, yeah, I hope your plane crashes.
2: Oh, oh man.
0: Waylon revealed that story about 10 years before he passed, to say, that's why I drank the rest of my life.
1: That's
0: I never got over that. Wow. Yeah. that crazy?
1: Those kind of stories is why Mike Clemens is our radio friend here on 105.7 that, FM. The bring that's our show to that's a, home. a
0: whole
2: new term of what we call him embedded.
1: Yeah, that's that's a different sense of it. I mean, this dude has been all the way around. Mike, how, how many times have you seen this where they might actually not play the football game? The only other time that I can think of is the last time it happened for the Packers, which that Hall of Fame game out in Canton a couple of years ago.
0: We're down on the field, and they've changed the format of the Hall of Fame game after that uh, crazy incident because they had Brett Favre and Kevin Green and those guys inducted uh, the, the day before on Saturday night then overnight, they're trying to quickly clear off the field of the stands and everything and then get the, the the turf down, and then they were painting it. Well, it was a hot, sunny day, and by 7 o'clock for the kickoff that Sunday night, that paint coagulated, and right in the middle of the field, you know, it was, it was hard as cement. And Ted Thompson went out there and said, well, I'm not, I'm not having my players go over this, and they were trying to suck it up. You know, and, and chiseled away, and there wasn't enough time, and they had to cancel the game between the Packers and the Colts that night. So that's really the last time. I mean, sometimes preseason games are called because of lightning and thunderstorms and those kinds of things. So this, this field, as you guys know, it's CFL, and the goalposts are like what the, what the NFL used to have, you know, right inside, about two yards inside the goal line. But that, for NFL now, you move these goalposts in back of the end zone, so there's this divot or cut, you know, uh, in the field on both the north and end, north and south end zone of this field tonight, and Goodykins is standing out there still, you know with Matt LaFleur looking down to thing and said, if we got a tight end crossing over the middle in the end zone for a pass, this is unacceptable. I mean this is this is an ankle injury right here. And so that's why they got crews that are down there with buckets of that field turf, you know rubber balls and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and they're trying to make it as flat and uh, you know as, as as safe as they can. But you know, it's like, where's the NFL in this, man? Where's the end? Did they not move these goalposts till a couple of days ago? You know what's going on.
2: Uh, so what? What have you heard as far as um, other than Rogers might not play? Anybody else might not play?
0: Yeah, Blake Martinez got an injury the other day in camp, and I didn't find out what that was, but I know that I think he didn't practice on Tuesday. I saw him in the locker room. Didn't bother at him. He ended up not making the trip, and I don't know if it's necessarily because of the injury, but guys that were you know kind of looking forward to seeing. Are Aaron Jones at running back mm-hmm. to see? Okay, if we get a first team in there, and if, even if it's not Aaron Rodgers, you know what can the running game look like tonight? And if you got Aaron Jones out there for at least a series, or maybe two, uh, how that'll work. Josh Jackson, the defensive back in his second year, has missed all the camp. He's going to get some snaps tonight because he's been back for about you know a week or so. Uh, so those are some of the guys we're looking forward to seeing tonight. Um, Josh uh, Jones, the safety, he'd been injured, and I don't know if he's going to be active for this game or not, but those are some of the guys you're looking forward to, seeing that they're coming off the injuries. When we talk about that inside linebacker position, Bolton uh, and Summers at this point, is Bolton the leader in the clubhouse as of right now heading into tonight's game? Because both those guys, you would expect, without Blake Martinez out there is going to get plenty of time to play. Yeah, well, right now it's Ty Summers has got the helmet, and so he seems to be the one who... As a rookie, seventh-round pick, that if Blake Martinez is not in there, they feel good about him calling the defenses. Bolton is a, a thumper, who you know has got a good shot of being the number two linebacker when Martinez is there uh, to go up against the Bears with Oren Burks out. James Crawford is still competing for a job, but he's also we talked to him briefly the other day too, and he also knows that he's still got a shot of making the cut uh, with his special teams play. But you know, certainly they want to see these guys work better on their tackling. They did a lot of tackling drills the last couple days in Green Bay. They even had uh, defensive linemen, tackling defensive linemen. I put those pictures up on the fan Facebook page. It was pretty interesting, you know, 300-pound guys tackling 300-pound guys.
3: Yeah, Mike, if it was me, I wouldn't even let these guys play. But if they're going to play, I want to see more of Shepard because he could be my return guy if uh, Davis, for some reason, Is always hurt. The guy's not available. So there's your return guy. I want to see him in the slot. I want to see number 13. I want to see more of Kumaro. I want to see Tanya. These are the guys that you have to find out who's going to be on your team to be special teamers. They're going to be backup guys. This is going to make the core of your team just good. So this will be a good time the next two weeks to get ready for Chicago.
0: Anybody watching this game tonight, Leroy, uh, when they kick it off at seven o'clock, can appreciate what's going on with the battle at wide receiver the depth that they've got so you go Devonte Adams Geronimo Allison you got MVS and you got Jake kumarroll and then you know who's next because Darius Shepard they say this kid is so smart there was a there was a time in mini camp where even Tim Boyle told me this he said there was some confusion about the formation and Darius Shepard undrafted rookie was telling the other nine or ten guys in the huddle where they're supposed to line up he knew everybody's yes. position on that play in minicamp. That's awesome. how hard this guy has worked. That's you awesome. know, coaches love that. They're checking him out every day at punt return, uh, possibly at kick return. They're running him in the slot. Smart guy, good hands, consistent. And then this Alan Lazard, number 13, Lazard. Six foot five, two twenty, two twenty-five. This is the guy who's going to you know push out Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore knows he's on the bubble. You know they, they when they drafted him, they thought. Yards after the catch, this is a guy who can take a shot. He's, he's like James Jones. He just can't hang into the football. And then enter back into the story, Trevor Davis, who the first time he gets back in the field and he's flying around and he's making the routine catches he had a problem with, intermediate, and he's also catching some deep balls, too. He caught a really nice deep ball from Deshaun Kaiser. The guy who's had a quiet camp is Equinemia St. Brown, yep. who had some flashes last year, made the team, and that was one of the ones that I sort of picked. And yet, Aaron Rodgers, when he was going over receivers and giving us – I mean, we don't need to talk to receivers, Coach. Aaron Rodgers will tell you everything. They're right. Um, but um, EQ, he, he made a point to say, you know, EQ is doing some good things too so that he's not left out. So I, I – you know, I wonder if, if, if EQ is one of these guys that, look, he's open downfield, but Boyle and Kaiser are under such duress they can't see downfield and these guys aren't getting shots in in games like that, because even LaFleur mentioned that. We are missing big plays, and that's just because his quarterbacks are not looking downfield and not comfortable yet with where they're supposed to be offense. so there's guys that maybe have missed opportunities that will get a pass when it comes to those considerations. But it's really tight and really competitive at wide receiver. Mike, real quick.
3: I apologize, Billy. Uh, Real quick, Mike. If uh, the kicker, if he's there one more week, Then this is a serious competition. Otherwise, I think they'll release him and Mm -hmm. bring up, put somebody on practice squad. But if he's there one more week, I think it's a serious thing because I think they could save four million dollars if they release uh, Crosby. So they need to find out uh, who's going to be their kicker so they can get moving for Chicago. But if he's there another week, I think they're going to may do something with Crosby, which will be—I mean, I get the Jordan Nelson deal, moving him. I mean releasing him was tough, so was the Mike Daniels. But if he do that to the kicker, the all time leading scorer, that's gonna be big news.
0: Yeah, well and when you know, when Sam Ficken though, when he converted that one from sixty three to end family night, yeah, that got all the coaches' attention. So they started giving him more reps and changing things up. Now for the last two weeks, him and Mason have gone kick for kick and they've made all their kicks. They haven't necessarily been tested at forty five or fifty five as much as I think Matt LaFleur would have liked. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems to be kind of neck and neck. Of course, it's the advantage to the veteran Crosby who's been doing it all the years and knows what it's like to kick there in December and all that. But listen, you know, Crosby misses that kick in the snow against the Cardinals. And, you know, McCarthy is fired about an hour after that. I mean, those are the kinds of kicks. Forget about the, you know, 0-5 in Detroit earlier in the season and all that. Those are the ones where I think, Crosby, that's why they brought in a kicker. And to me... I think that where the Bears are still at, they'll take either one of those guys. No doubt. They'll take either one of those guys.
1: They, they've brought in nine kickers this year, and Matt Nagy was just trying to downplay it, Mike, and say, ah, well, it's not that big of a deal. And but for, for the Packers, though, at, at a stable position like that, to, to be really interested in going after it, I think was somewhat surprising to the rest of the NFL. I like the competition <laughs> that seemingly the Packers maybe didn't necessarily think would be as much of a competition with Lane Taylor and Elton Jenkins at left guard. Even if Jenkins doesn't win that job, Mike, it feels like they are in a much better situation with that offensive line and the legitimate depth they have backing up with him and Turner can go pretty much playing four out of the five positions
0: yeah and the Lane Taylor story pretty much says it all just like the Jason Spriggs story too it's even though this some of this is obviously in Gutekind's watch when he was working for Ted it's like it's a new era guys Matt LaFleur has got no loyalties to Mason Crosby you know Mm-mm. he's got he it, Mason has not showed up to his golf tournament for the last seven years in a row all that stuff right You know? I mean, it's a new day, and, you know, in a way, everybody's job is up for competition. And so that's it. The Lane Taylor story is exactly what you're talking about. And it's also because Elton Jenkins, when that kid gets out there, he turns heads from the coaches because he is so much more physical. Lane Taylor struggled through much of last year with an ankle injury. He's not that big of a guy. And, you know, and just like three years ago, this coming Labor Day weekend, we were kind of shocked that they cut Josh Sitton to move on because they had a guy that could do just as much for a whole lot less money. Um, that's what could be you know, the situation in the Mason-Crosby deal. I, I think you're right. They'll probably stick with Lane. Um, he seems to have responded. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, that just also obviously adds to your depth and where the future of the interior offensive line is going to go.
1: In the future of that cornerback position, I saw a lot of reports of Kevin King at least going out practicing and warming up tonight. If he is playing and they have – uh, lineup of Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Tony Brown, and Josh Jackson. That defensive secondary looks a lot better than it has in years past, Mike. Oh, well,
0: sure. And I'd be surprised, though, if Kevin plays tonight just because of the, uh, you know, the lack of uh, snaps for the last several weeks and all that. It'll be Jair and Tony Brown to get started. And, yeah, then Josh Jackson will get some snaps in tonight. They'll be looking at that at corners. And, you know, there's I mean, there's a lot of interesting players to watch with the – Oakland Raiders as well. I mean, that Hunter Renfro kid is crazy. Mm-hmm. He catches everything thrown his way. I don't think Antonio Brown is going to play because he's on and off with, you know, filing more grievances and all that. I also, by the way, I love watching Trent Brown, their right tackle. Monstrous. 6'8", 355. Wow. Yeah. He's and gigantic. that's another one, too. Tonight I'm going to be watching defensive line uh, because I'll tell you, Montrevious Adams is not doing it for me. I I, I get I watched that Ravens game now twice and Kenny Clark makes plays man he, he, he Well, picks up Rashad $2, Gary and...
3: going to get two sacks
0: today. Well, let, Mike. let
2: me just say this Mike. They they didn't draft Travis album to make plays. I mean they, they don't really want him to do stuff like, like that. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't draft him to make plays. They just they just want productive. him to just, yeah, they just want to be productive. Yeah, he they just, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm being facetious, my Yeah, he's taking I'm doing, a swipe at his I'm home ju- I'm, oh, I'm taking a swipe at Leroy. Because Leroy, Leroy, Leroy said they didn't drive for Rashawn Gary to make plays. They just. <laughs> not to be productive.
3: <laughs> yeah, the guy had do. three sacks yeah. in like 17 years.
0: Mine was Rashawn Gary, man. I don't care if he's first round or not. He's a rookie and all that. Thank but you. I, I, I see this hand to hand combat every day. Every drill. Tell him, Mike. Every drill, this guy. Yeah. Way, I just—it's out of nowhere. And I saw so, tra-
2: uh, what's his name, Montravius. Him too. Yeah, but, I saw him doing hand-to-hand combat too. His hands look fast too, Mike. Yeah, most well, improved player. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just. But they, I, ain't draft, like, they just don't get clouted. They drafting. They, draft, they ain't drafting the main player
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Adams as a player, as a kid, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know, and Mike Tarkovac. Uh, who, by boy. the way, he's working for the Raiders tonight. Oh, he is? Yeah. Awesome. Do you realize that you know who the receivers coach for the Raiders is? That's yeah, I just man. saw Edgar it. Bennett.
2: No. They oh, who? Hired, uh, who? Uh, Edgar Bennett. No, who, I thought he hired somebody else. No, uh, Edgar's,
0: the, no Ed, Edgar's still with the staff. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, okay, Did they Edgar. ask yeah. somebody else? They probably,
0: Edgar yeah. and Torgo, you know, defensive line coach. I thought it was Ray Sherman. Tonight. But anyway, I just I would he's like to see some, some of these other players, you know, Tyler Lancaster and all that. Uh, you know getting making some more noise on the uh, defensive line than just Kenny Clark you know making three or four great plays and then they pull him off after two series right
1: Mike appreciate it man we can't wait to get all the lowdown tomorrow you'll be on the Bill michaels show with your usual day after the game hit and we'll listen to all the audio you bring back
0: Thanks, Big Show. Appreciate
1: it, Mike. Mike Clemens joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. You can also hear Mike. He's going to be a part of the Uptown Motors Green and Gold Post Game Show tonight with Gary Ellerson and Bill Michaels, and it is brought to you by the official car dealership of Leroy Butler. Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone.